Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On this episode of Damsels and the DMs, tell me how ridiculous this pickup line is. Ready? This was the DM that I received. It goes, your eyes are like fish hooks, and I am like a fish hooked to you. Okay? My eyes are like fish hooks. That is that a compliment? (laughs) Yeah, I see it. Yeah, no, I'm actually starting to see it as well. (laughs) Did you go on a date with this gentleman or was he's my boyfriend now? We've been dating seven years. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) kidding. Oh my god, I'm like, he slid in. Wow, that's great. No, no, he did the Ollie shuffle and then slid in. No. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. (laughs) Tell us what's the vibe. There's some damsels in the DM. Who? Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, yeah we see them, yeah we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them, we just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. I'm Lauren. And I'm Osh. And today we had Dylan Ostrom, who is my friend. He's actually one of the first people that I met in LA when I used to work at our favorite workout place, Rumble Boxing. Um, that's how me and you actually had a connection. I know, right? we didn't even really talk about that, but that's oh. also like how we first bonded was over workout classes. And you know, I love a workout class, so it was fun to get like an insider scoop on what goes into the mind of an instructor. It sounded like it was like the fucking heyday when you it guys was super were fun. there in the beginning. It was so fun. Dylan was like, he, when I met him, he was just the friendliest human being that made me feel when I was new working there. Obviously, you know, anywhere new is kind of scary. And yeah. he just made me feel like, hey, welcome to the family. This is actually family. Like we look out for one another. We're fun. Like you're going to love it here. And it just, we've been friends ever since. And he's just a genuinely like sweet funny human being rumble plays the best music of any workout class also agreed um they also really hook it up with the student discount i was using my usc discount for years after i graduated and now i'm a student again so this time i'm not lying which is great perpetual student (laughs) you're only saying this now because you are an actual student and you can still use your student discount. Absolutely. You never would have said anything. You are absolutely spot on right, Ash. I have not a single problem denying this. So it's been raining like insanely amounts of water. I can't speak English because I'm not from this country. But Ash, okay, because like I, you were like hot girl walking and going to Pilates with your cute little- I know. Like on your story. And I was like, (laughs) is she posting this because like her shadow looks really long? Like I was like, (laughs) analyzing your your shadow Instagram and but then I was like really jealous and it made me really homesick and I like told my professor because she was a professor at USC before and she's like no girl it's hailing in LA like what are you talking about I'm like no because my friends are hot girl walking and going to Pilates yeah so I was hot girl walking this whole week one of my bestest friends in the whole world first person I met when I moved to America known her for 12 years you actually met her Lauren Cora 
she lives a couple blocks away from me. So we decided while we're here in the same city, why not go on these walks? Like we'll go in the mornings, take Chi Chi out, her dog, uh, go get coffee and then walk back home and get some steps in and be healthy and do our hot girl walk. So we've been doing that all every day this week, started on Sunday. Thursday it was like, it's going to be raining a lot. So we didn't go on Thursday because it did rain in the morning. And then the sun was out and I was like, Cora, why are we not walking? And we were like, we're both kind of a little bit sickly. We don't want to get more sick if we're caught in the rain. So like, we're, we're not going to do that. But it was sunny as hell yesterday. And I think it was just Silver Lake. Like Silver Lake was sunny and the rest of LA was hailing and snowing or whatever was happening. But today it's been raining a lot and I had another leak in my apartment. I have a river in my apartment. I need to buy a canoe so I can just move through the downstairs and you know, go California's from the kitchen. California's been getting all sorts of weather this year. You see my interview on- Yes, the- you are famous. Number one, we didn't even talk about that. I know, I know. I had to bring it on myself. So um, you're a journalist girlies. <laughs> yeah, I posted a photo from Tahoe and, you know, was just like living my best life skiing. And then somebody from the news, 6ABC, six, six I don't know, ABC Bay Area, reached out and was like, hey, um, could you please come on the news to tell us about the snowfall in uh, California? I'm like, yes, me as the expert, Lauren actor, producer, meteorologist, podcast host would be happy to come on to tell you about um, the snowfall in California. Meanwhile, my title, despite all the other things that one might call me, was just Lauren Harris visited Tahoe recently. Oh, yeah, I saw that. It's okay, guys. It's important to be humbled every day. I think Somebody needed, has to like come down you, down a couple of You needed to be humbled in that in that moment, and that's what they did. They helped you out, actually. Thank you, thank you, Ash, for really flipping that narrative on me. When I'm like in my insecure phase, uh, this Sunday, you will not be the person that I call. Why are you insecure this Sunday? No, no, no. I just mean like you know, Sunday scaries. You get insecure. Oh, right. I don't have that because I don't work with people. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't you're never insecure good for you I don't have I don't have Sunday scaries I have insecurities I don't have Sunday scaries okay that's nice yeah hmm. I don't have insecurities either because I'm pretty much perfect <laughs> okay and on that note let's go talk to today's guest <laughs> Dylan welcome to our podcast we've been trying to have you on for so long and I finally got around to reaching out to you and being like get on my podcast please so <laughs> thank you so much for coming on because what an honor it is to have you here. 100%. Once you reached out, I was like, it was a no-brainer. I was like, I'll do it. Just tell me whatever. Hell I'm yeah. going to show up 10 minutes late, but I will do it. It's fine. <laughs> you know what? We got to catch up and we never get to catch up. So we had a good little 10-minute session before you got here. Okay. We got to build the anticipation of talking to you. You know, now we're really excited. Okay, good. Yeah, sorry about that. No, no worries. So Dylan, we were talking a little bit about this. I know you as a rumble instructor. We're going to talk about your comedy career and your acting career today, but you're no longer at rumble. You're at Hey Matt now. Tell us everything. Yeah. uh, So I was at rumble for probably the better of five years and loved everything about it and uh, never thought I would ever leave. And then I ended up like kind of non- well, I guess verbally accepting another job. So I left uh, to take this other position and then that kind of fell through. Um, so then I was just kind of sitting around for 90 days trying to think what the next move was. Should I just work in entertainment full time? What was, uh, yeah, what was the next play? 
And then I went over and toured the facility over there and just fell in love with everybody there and was like, okay, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do a little bit of a change and I'll come here and teach, uh, teach the boot camps. I mean, uh, you were so kind enough to give me a gas pass to HiMet and Lauren, that place is like, if they open one in New York, you have to become a member because I went to the one in LA when I was there. Oh, you did? I didn't do a workout or anything. I just like had lunch in the place, but it was beautiful. So were you still teaching boxing or what are you teaching there? So I'm teaching the boot camp. So it's, it's half treadmills, half weights. Uh, if you've ever taken like a, like a Barry's class. Yeah. Very, very everything. Yeah. For me. I did not know that's what, what your classes were. I thought they were like running interval classes, but just the running. I didn't know it was going to be like a tread, like a interval, like a switch. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you'll kind of design it however you want. It's kind of left up the, to the instructor. Um, but you'll do some time in the treads. Some people do some time on the floor. You'll switch. You'll have a couple of switches, listen to some good music. And then uh, before you know it, you're in, you're out, you're spent. I'm so putting on my pros list. You're from North Dakota originally, right? Yeah. Yep. And when you came to LA, did you come to be a fitness instructor? Or did you come pursuing your acting and comedy career? Came for the acting and comedy for sure. Yeah. I, I had a little brief stint in Fort Lauderdale, Florida where I stayed with my buddy's family, kind of had like, uh, just wanted to see what a bit bigger city felt like. Um, mm -hmm. And then, yeah, eventually moved to LA for, for acting and comedy, but fitness was always part of my life. So that was like a good way to also pay rent. And, yeah. <laughs> and help people in the process as well, so. But yeah. when did acting start for you? Like, did you always know growing up that this is what you wanted to do? Or did it kind of come about while you were moving to LA? I think it was something I always knew. I, I didn't know, like, growing up where I grew up, I didn't know, like, anybody out this way. So there was nobody to be like, hey, this is kind of what you do. So... Yeah, I mean, I was always involved in theater. I always enjoyed performing. Had a best friend from back home who was into it as well. So me and him did a lot of it together. And then when I told my mom, I was like, hey, I'm moving to LA. She was like, I know. Um, so she kind of knew that that was the path I was going to take. Hmm, that's awesome. When did you make your way out to LA? I've been out here for, I think, eight years now. Damn. Yeah, uh, I think I kind of quit counting after about five or six. <laughs> yeah, it feels four like, and a half. <laughs> yeah, it feels somewhere around eight. Yeah. And how is the acting and comedy stuff going? Like, do you does the fitness journey help with that, or like your notoriety as a fitness instructor, or how do you balance both? I don't know if they necessarily help um, directly. Uh, but maybe indirectly, just kind of being a performer and kind of being able to command a room and be on the mic. I yeah. think that has definitely helped having those worlds cross over. But um, yeah, I, you know, the entertainment industry is in, in it's a different beast. Um, so we're doing the auditions. I'm writing my own material. I'm trying to create my own projects and kind of push that stuff out there. And yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Dylan, your writing is one of the funniest styles that I've seen. And I 
have so much fun. Like the two projects that I have worked with you or like done a little bit, have been a little bit of a part of have been the funniest experiences with like being in the entertainment industry and being with our old crew and just hanging out. Your writing is so freaking funny. Have you always been a writer or did that come out after acting being like, oh, maybe I should build my own boat if there's not that many opportunities out there? Yeah, I think, uh, first of all, thank you. I've always kind of done sketches and skits like all throughout college and stuff like that. So I was always writing my own stuff there. But probably somewhere around the pandemic, uh, I was really like, I want to conceptualize like an entire an, uh, an entire idea and be able to kind of sell that story and continue that story as opposed to doing like a three or four minute sketch that might be done after after that sketch. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, somewhere around the pandemic, I really was like, I, I, and you know, we had some time on our hands. So yeah, I really, really started focusing on a lot of the writing there. Did you ever think about going to like a UCB or a Groundlings to like further pursue it? Or you knew that you had it figured out? I did both. So I, I went to Groundlings. I went up to the advanced level there. Um, and then, yeah, something in me, I, I spoke to my basic Groundlings teacher, Tony, who I love. Uh, and he kind of gave me some advice and was like, hey, I think you should start auditioning and just start getting out there. Um, so then I took a break from Groundlings. I uh, went to UCB, did the first two levels there. And then uh, that's kind of when the pandemic hit. So I've been trying to get into level three there, but that is mm -hmm. uh, just schedule wise been a little difficult. And then I'm in a pilot writing class at UCB right now. So oh, awesome. Yeah. So they take you uh, step by step uh, and kind of give you the structure and uh, everything there. So yeah, always try to stay connected with it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think, uh, you know, that's probably one of the best ways you can kind of stay true to the art form and stuff is if you kind of push out what you think is good work and then you hopefully get some good feedback and other people say, hey, this is pretty good. It doesn't always work that way, but uh, yeah, no, I, you know, I'm doing the auditions, create my own stuff and always just trying to, Stay busy. Do you feel like your comedy is more in line with Groundlings or UCB? Wow, that is, that's a great question. Lauren, you really put it on there. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, it, it, I think both serve their purpose. You know, I, I think Groundlings is a little bit more character-based and which is awesome. I mean, I love throwing on a wig and, and becoming somebody else. And that's just, you know, I'm not the youngest man anymore. I'm 33. So anytime you can throw on a wig and just uh, kind of step out of reality, I think that's a lot of fun. Um, but UCB has also taught me a lot of things in comedy as well. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. That That's probably a toss up for me. I, I like both for sure. That's really cool. Have you ever Wait. thought about going into like stand up? You know, I I did it for a little while. And I, I really just did not like it. <laughs> um, it just wasn't for me. Like I, I got up on stage, I had my material, I said my jokes, did whatever. Um, but yeah, that I think that takes a special human mm -hmm. too. You know, it's uh, 
it's just a, it's a different beast in its own right. And uh, yeah, I think if you're gonna do stand up, you really have to be like, yo, this is this is what I want to do, and I'm gonna go to these open mics and I'm gonna do this until I make it. Um, whereas I went to one and I, I sat there for I want to say maybe like I don't know ninety minutes or two hours, and I never got called up, and I was like. Oh, I don't know if this is for me, you know? Oh, so you're not even guaranteed a spot. Some of them you are. Some of them, uh, and granted, I'm a rookie. I did it for like two weeks and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) no, it wasn't like a long commitment, but I did it for like two weeks and just was like, yeah, I don't know if this is my lane. Yeah. Whereas whereas other people, I, I think they're like, this is my lane. This is how I um entertain and this is what I do me you know yeah when I sat there for like 90 minutes to two hours never got up I thought yeah I don't think this is for me (laughs) yeah I think it's really interesting that you're both a fitness instructor and an actor and I know that like that's a common um balance that people find but I really do. So first of all, just to be transparent, I'm obsessed with workout classes. Um, I'm now living in New York. And for my first semester of grad school, I couldn't go to any workout classes, had a drastic impact for sure on my mental health. um, Because like when I was in LA, I could go to so many. I am very like touchy about workout instructors. Like I'm very picky. I think that you run an incredible class because it really is like such an art. Like you're talking about, like it's totally a performance. You're working the crowd, which I think is like so similar to comedy, but I had never put that together until we were preparing for this podcast. I have always wanted to know, do you ever feel like you're running out of things to talk about when you're in like a 45 to 50 minute class? I don't think so. I mean, I think some of the times you might say, you might have your sticks, like you might have your go-to lines um, that just feel right for you. Uh, But yeah, no, coming from the improv world, I think that if I see somebody with, let's say lime green shoes or whatever it is, something fires in my brain and then I, I create something from that. So it's always been kind of an improv game for me where I'm like, I've set up the class, I've got the playlist set, but when the people come in the room, um, I don't have material. I'm just like, hey, I'm hanging out with these people, I'm with these people, and then I'm gonna play based off of that, if that makes sense. And then are you ever like judging girl with like these lime green sneakers in the corner for like her squat form? Like, are you ever like, oh God, these people are just so bad at doing whatever it is. I don't even think you can answer that. <laughs> I can answer that. It's a hypothetical question. <laughs> oh, I, I think group fitness is a lot different where you have so many different walks of life coming through. Um, so it, it is a different beast as opposed to personal training. Group fitness, you know, you try to keep it a little simpler. You try to make sure that everybody can do the moves, but also um, have a good time and get a good workout in. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there are definitely times you have to walk through and just be like, hey, sit into the heels, chest up, get that butt down. Um, and there's obviously, you know, some more experienced people than not. Um, but uh yeah, I I mean that's that's the job. That's the name of the game. 
you got to be there. You got to set the vibe. And then you also, you know, you want to make sure people are getting through it safely. Yeah. Ellen definitely judged me. Definitely. I feel like there was a lot of judgment. Like, what is this bitch doing? <laughs> She's missing the bag. What are you doing? <laughs> no, 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 no. No judgment for you ever. Thank you. Well, yeah. so I had this um, casting where I had to submit a little boxing video. And for everyone that doesn't know, I worked at Rumble. That's how I know Dylan. And it was like a Wednesday night shift. And I was like, Dylan, we can you can we hit some mitts and like film it because I need to book this job and I need to show my um, my agents that I am a boxer because I put that on my resume. And so we made we made this video that was me um, just like hitting the mitts with Dylan. And when I was doing it, I felt like I was the queen of the world because the way Dylan talks to you when you're doing it, you're like, oh my God, I'm doing so good. Like I'm a killer. I've got like the best jabs and crosses. And then I look at the video and I was like, <laughs> they're like uh actually is dylan available for the job <laughs> they're like can you move out the way and yeah. that guy no i mean I, I think especially with boxing it's a lot about confidence and and also too you know it, the industry that i work in the, the beautiful part about fitness is you get to impact people um on a daily basis which is awesome yeah uh, and that was kind of the vibe we wanted at Rumble. Like when you came in, we wanted you to feel like empowered. We want you to feel like the queen. We want you to feel like that, even if you're not a professional boxer. And you know, I'll always hype you up, Bosh. Always, always. Yeah, I was I'm just your joking when you said you were judging me. I know openly you never judged me. <laughs> no, not to, not to your face. But not we to my face. About, yeah, we talked about it in the back room. Oh yeah, I know. That's why. Why do you think I was always trying to hang out in the back room? I just knew. It's like these Honestly, that back room, back in the day when we were all back there, that was like some of the best times of my life. That honestly, like those days of working at Rumble when it was like the OG crew. No offense, whoever the new people are now, but the OG crew with us, like that was that was some of the funnest times. Like I made the best friends at Rumble. That was my intention of working at a place like that because I was like everyone that works there just seems really cool and they all just seem super friendly and you know like everyone's doing their own thing outside of Rumble and I made some I'm still best friends with Gina um Sydney and Belle wow wow yeah it was all about community there like even if you were having a bad day or whatever once you walk through those doors you see people at the front desk I mean it just was it's tough to explain, but like the entire like nucleus of like everybody who was there was just like, yeah, that was some of the best times of my life. Same. It was elite. For us, you know, regular people who never worked at a fitness studio, in my opinion, it always feels like the instructors who like are the ones selling out classes are kind of like celebrities. You know, you sort of develop like a cult following of people who are going to like come to your classes all the time. You basically start to develop fans. Did it feel that way? And what did that feel like? I don't think it ever felt that way for me uh, because I never focused on the numbers. Mm. I just... I mean, don't get me wrong. It was awesome when you were up on that stage and you looked out and you were like, man, there's 60 people in here. And I think I know about 30 or 40 of them. Yeah. Like that experience and that feeling, you just, you can't recreate that. Um, but yeah, I, 
I never really paid attention to the numbers. I never felt like that. I will say when I first started at Rumble, when we went out to New York, when they first introduced it to us, uh, it did kind of feel that way because mm -hmm. a lot of those New York trainers, when they're like, they'd be walking on the street and people would be like, oh, what's up? You know, uh, it was one of the craziest things I've probably ever seen in fitness. Um, but they created a vibe. I mean, they they went from, you know, they started wearing, you know, Jordans and they started wearing necklaces and then the music was good and the vibe was good. And it just, it did kind of create a real following there. I mean, you're talking yeah. the first, I think it was like the first four classes, the last four classes, 60 people in, 60 out. I mean, that was just, uh, yeah. I don't think I personally ever felt that way, but, uh, you know, I definitely appreciated when, when you looked out into the crowd and you were like, wow. You maybe didn't feel that way, Dylan, but I worked the Saturday and Sunday morning shifts where your classes were sold out and people would come be like, is there any space in Dylan's class? Please, I need to get Dylan's class. I was like, no, <laughs> I'm taking it. Um, <laughs> And so, yeah, and probably like in the LA, New York studios, you're getting some like pretty big name people coming in, I would think, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, de definitely back in its heyday, I mean, you're talking tons of different walks of life. Like you're talking big time recording artists to, you know, maybe like somebody in France who was like, yo, I saw the Instagram, thought I would pop in. Uh, mm -hmm. Just, uh, yeah, a very different group of people. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's tough to explain, but it was it's probably one of the, like I said, the greatest experiences of my life. Like, um, yeah, it was a good time. You know what's cool is that you said when you looked out there and there were 60 people in the class, that's how it also felt to be in the class. Like, yeah. You feel people's energy and you're all in this together and you're like, whoa, we all showed up and we're all like got this crazy energy. And then Dylan or whoever it was too, like we had, we had some really, really, really good instructors when it was all of us working. Like everyone that was an instructor there, I don't know who works there anymore, to be honest, but whoever was an instructor there during my time of working was top notch, just the best people, best energy. Their classes were amazing. Yeah, I think Rumble did a really good job of like uh, vetting instructors and people. Okay. So that, especially the LA team, I mean, we kind of all knew of each other. Like yeah. when they called me, I was like the last person on the team. And I, How and they called you? How did they find you? So I knew uh, Joe Ferraro uh, and he was one of the founding instructors from New York. So I worked with him at a place called Prevail Boxing. I know that, yeah. Yeah, and then he was actually, he kind of mentioned something about berries to me. So then I went to berries. Um, and then, yeah, we were just screwing around. It was uh, a, a couple of us on a rooftop and I was just messing around and they took a video and sent it to somebody. And then they were like, who is this guy? And then I think Joe maybe vouched for me that all of a sudden I'm getting a call from Joe. Um, but yeah, I, I just said, uh, well, who else is on the team? And they named like seven people that I knew. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> we got to see this through. We got to do this. Um, 
yeah, and then they moved us all out to New York. And we were there for, I don't know, maybe a couple of months, just kind of like learning the culture and the vibe and how to teach. And and they they do a really good job of teaching instructors um, the format of like group fitness. Um, and yeah, then we came back and opened up the LA studio. This is kind of a crazy question. But when you have the feeling of like 60 people in a studio, everybody is like rocking out to your music, to your instruction versus killing a scene in Groundlings or a sketch that does super well, what's a more fulfilling feeling? Oh, oh Lauren. <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> I think, yeah, Lauren, you're really hitting us here. Um, it's late I, in New York, okay? <laughs> yeah, I think... Laughter is probably one of the best things that you can ever achieve um, because you know that somebody else is feeling good from that, regardless of what day they had, what situation that they're in, where they're from, who they are. Um, I think laughter is probably the biggest hit for me, like the highest rush. That being said, if you could get laughter in a rumble class and Hmm. shut the lights off and be like everybody scream and everybody does it um that kind of makes you feel like a rock star too because it's like wow including me there's now 61 people in this room all coming after this same goal there's 30 seconds in the workout class i'm about to hit these lights crank this music everybody's gonna go ham um yeah i don't know if you could recreate that with anything else it is uh an absolute adrenaline rush, almost like you were jumping out of a plane. That's what it felt like to me. Wow. When everybody threw their hands up in the air. Yeah, what was that called? The Ollie Shuffle. Ollie Shuffle, exactly. Oh, I loved that. It was so yeah. fun. Yeah. Wait, it just, it, it created a moment. Yeah. And it created a moment with everybody. So maybe the first nine rounds, you know, maybe not everybody was connected or, or whatever it was, but once all those people throw the hands up and you're looking around and it's dark and the instructor's like, yo, in about five seconds, we're about to blow these bags up. I mean, yeah, I don't think you could, re could ever recreate that. But yeah. like I said, you could get laughter and that in a class. I'm good for two months. Do you get yeah. the same response um, that people used to give you at Rumble at your high mat classes? I think it's a little different. Hmm. Um, I think we definitely, I've definitely brought some principles that Rumble taught me into how I teach at HIMAT. Um, but I think Rumble was really set up for experience and moments hmm. from the lights, the music, the way you walk in, the people at the front desk, like just the whole experience. I think. I think it's just two different beasts, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same experience when I teach at Highmont and, you know, it's like the final 30 second sprint. I mean, it's the same thing. We got some lights, we got the music and we kind of do the same thing. Three, two, one, let's go. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. It's tough to compare them because I think they're just two different mediums. Yeah. Two different types of people as well. Like, environments play a huge thing into it too like people are coming to rumble for a specific reason 
And HIMAT is an all-inclusive type of establishment where maybe you're doing this boot camp class, but then you're going immediately to a really important meeting upstairs. Right. Yeah. There's a uh, rumble. There was a lot of like, you know, teach the class and then hang out with people. For yeah. like, you would like kick it for like 45 <laughs> minutes to an hour. And then you're like, Oh, I got to get out of here. What am, what am I still doing here? But that was the vibe. And, and don't get me wrong. A lot of people at Highmont, I met a lot of great people. Um, but in terms of like hanging out afterwards, uh, it doesn't happen as much. Mm. maybe that is like the 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 big difference but now i'll see people at events at Highmont. so like if there's like a comedy event or if there's a, a theater event then that's really cool because then i get to put on clothes like this and then go to this with these people and be like hey it's good to see you you know mm. um, and you're mixing both of your the fitness and acting it comes together because now you can go to these events that are related to your dream and your passion and what you want to do yeah 100 percent. i mean i literally just went to one last night called casino theater and they take four award-winning scripts and they they take a scene from each and they cast out those parts and then they and then they invite producers, executive producers, they invite industry professionals. Mm -hmm. So we're all sitting there watching and the person who writes it gets to go up there and be like, hey, this is my pilot. This is my baby. Uh, this is the scene you're going to see. And they set it all up and then we got to watch it be acted out. It was it was awesome. How do they cast? Do they cast beforehand and they set it all up beforehand and then they come to HiMat to perform or yeah. cast from HiMat? Yeah, no, they, they cast before. So uh, I think, I want to say they took about two months to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they'll read a bunch of scripts. And then their theme, and I don't know if they do this every time, but their theme last night was love. So the script had to have something that was close to love. Um, and then they'll choose, I think they chose, you know, four, five, six scripts. And then... You know, they've got a casting director who who casts them. And then it was just like watching live theater. That's really cool. That was awesome. Because then you yeah. could see one scene from the pilot and you're like, oh, man, that's a cool story. I'd love to read that whole thing. How do you balance both fitness and acting? So last night was an example of, you know, you going to one of these events that you are able to experience the acting industry. But with your own personal acting, how do you balance the two? I mean, the good thing about teaching fitness is it's uh, a lot of it's part-time work. Um, so it's, it's, you know, really no different than, you know, working at a restaurant or something like that. You've got some time midday that if you have an audition or whatever it is, or you want to write or whatever, it kind of gives you the, uh, the freedom to do that. Uh, so for me, fitness has always been just a great balance because I come from fitness. I come from sports. Um, and then I also want to do the acting. So it was just, uh, it was the right marriage for me. I know for a lot of actors, it can be hard basically to be doing anything besides acting or writing or doing your comedy. Like it can feel like a frustrating identity shift, I guess, that you're not doing that all day, every day. How do you get beyond that mental component of it? I think at the end of the day, you just have to know what the industry is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't force this industry. Um, you can't make anybody do anything 
and there's no black and white way to do it. Um, there's no like, hey, go to school for four years, and then uh, if you work hard and, and yeah. you the overtime, you're going to be promoted. I think you just have to come to terms with that. And once you come to terms with how the industry works, um, I think it just kind of gives you it kind of gives you uh, the ability to kind of work through that. Mm -hmm. uh, just know like, hey, I'm out here, I'm doing my thing and I can't create the timeline. The timeline is a separate entity. I can't force anything. Maybe I'm too tall, maybe I'm too short. Maybe I'm funny right now, maybe I'm not funny. <laughs> um, and I think once you come to terms with that, I think that kind of, takes care of the mental aspect for you. Have you yeah. had people in your life that have been like, oh, you want to be an actor? Like, can you not choose something that's like more stable? I haven't. I've, I, or, or nobody wow. said it to my face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure people have thought it. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's one of those industries that you have to, it goes back to knowing the industry. Once you kind of figure out the industry, you're either in or you're out. Mm -hmm. And if you're in, you're in. Um, and if you're not all the way in, eventually you're going to find yourself gravitating towards something else. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure people have thought it, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade this for anything. Like mm -hmm. when you're on set, when you're writing, when you're creating with other individuals, I just don't think there's anything better in the world. Like, it's just, uh, it's like this euphoric feeling that just, I mean, I love sports. I love other stuff. I'm, I'm into other things, but I don't know if anything gets me here other than, yeah, creativity and, and, and working with other individuals. You're doing it right. Well, I know we just said there's no right and wrong way to go about it, but my manager gave me some good advice recently because I was like, what should I be doing when I'm not having auditions and I don't have work from class? Like what, like what more should I be doing? And he was like, relax, go for a hike, like go take care of your body and your mind, because those are the two things that we are really depending on um with when you get roles or when you get auditions just be prepared like other than that find something else other than acting that keeps you fulfilled and keeps you happy so it's really cool that you have fitness to not only pay your bills but also you really love the fitness industry yeah yeah i think i think you're exactly right there i think you have to find other avenues to go down because if if you don't like I said, it's it's not your timeline. You don't get to choose. Um, and a lot of it too is out of your hands. You don't, like I said, you don't know that they could have they could have cast the other lead already, and maybe you just don't match up right. You there's a thousand different things. So if you can find these other avenues, I think it's like, hey, I'm still pursuing it. I'm still there. I'm still committed, but I'm also gonna go ride horse. I'm also going to go to the beach. I'm also going to hang out with my friends. I'm also going to be a regular human and not uh, dwell on it too much. Because I think if you do, I think you'll literally just drive yourself crazy. Definitely.
I was going crazy. That's what I was like. I need to ask you this question. What am I doing? He was like, relax, dude, go for a hike. And I did. The next day I went on a hike. My first hike in four years. I moved here four and a half years ago. My first hike in four years. Oh, I hate hearing that. If money were not a problem and you could do either acting or fitness, which would it be? I would do acting. Yeah. I mean, fitness will always be a part of my life. Um, but acting and writing is is definitely the the number one goal and something I've been chasing for a long time um, and just keep chipping away at. Uh, I've been very fortunate to do a lot of fitness stuff, worked at some great fitness places, met a lot of great people, um, been able to help a lot of great people. But at the end of the day, yeah, the number one is going to be acting or, or writing. Yeah, I, I kind of knew you were going to say that, but, you know, why not just put you on the spot? <laughs> I, I should have sure. a curveball. I should have just said something. <laughs> yeah. So what's your morning routine or healthy habits that you swear by that you need to do every day to allow you to be? Do we have enough time? We do. And we I'm actually dying to hear from a fitness instructor. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty regimented. So uh, it's pretty much the same thing every day. Uh, I'm going to get up. I'm going to have some oatmeal. I'm what time? Have... I need specifics. <laughs> <laughs> It depends on the day. So uh, if I've got a long day in fitness, uh, I'm probably getting up anywhere from five to 6 a.m. And if if it's maybe a, a, a lesser day or I, I don't have as much going on, maybe I'm getting up at eight or nine. Uh, if I really want to sleep in, I'll sleep until 10 if I've got absolutely nothing. But yeah, Wild. yeah, I, I'm getting up. I'm having oatmeal. Uh, gotta throw banana in it, cut up the banana, throw it in it, maybe some almond butter, maybe some peanut butter. Um, and then always a black coffee. Uh, cannot miss that. If I don't have the black coffee, uh, my brain doesn't function. Mm. I just like sputtering. <laughs> uh, and I, I know a lot of people say that, but, uh, yeah, no, I just, uh, need to have the black coffee. Um, and then if it were really up to me, I would do that. I would get a workout in, eat some food afterwards, and then kind of start my day. But sometimes I'll go train somebody, I'll teach a class, and then get a workout in afterwards. But um, yeah, in a perfect world, oatmeal, some sort of fruit, peanut butter, almond butter, black coffee, workout, and then start my day wondered that so instructors like who are doing the workout with you that is not their workout they have a separate workout I do uh, <laughs> I can't speak for everybody um yeah. because some of those classes like when I first started teaching at rumble it was like man I feel like I did almost that entire workout yeah I wasn't hitting the bag but I was kind of showing everybody what to do lifting the weights whatever um but uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I always do my own separate workout afterwards. Dylan, what is the wildest, funniest, weirdest DM you have ever gotten? The wildest, funniest DM. Or uh, most inspirational. But I go oh. with like funny. <laughs> Fine, go with funny. <laughs> okay. I, to be honest, I don't get a, too many DMs. Like maybe, maybe if I post something, people will DM me, but like nobody like really randomly. 
I think you've had a stalker fan over the year. Like I, cause like before I knew Osh, I would take your classes. So I totally like attest to Osh saying that like people were obsessed with taking your classes. So I just feel like somebody over the years has DM'd you like something crazy about being addicted to your classes. She, it was probably Lauren. She's it was probably me. Scroll <laughs> let, let me scroll through. No, I, I literally, <laughs> I, I was kind of thinking about it and, and I was literally going through my phone and I'm like, man, have I had any crazy DMs? But not really. It's mostly like people who are like, it's it's like a bot where they'll hit you up and they'll be like, you know, hey, we love your content. We love your style. You're, you're so great. We'd love to send you this necklace. And you're like, you don't even know who I am, but yeah, I will take the necklace and I don't want it too long. I don't want it too short. Um, it looks perfect on you. Thank you. I really like this one. <laughs> These guys up in, uh, I think they're from Canada. I think uh, I think I got this from, I think it's like clocks and colors, or maybe it's colors. I'm not sure. Ooh, colors. I don't know. Ooh. It's up in Canada. I know that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's probably like, I don't get a ton of crazy DMs. Just a lot of like, hey, we'd love you to wear this ring, or we'd love to send you socks, or, but I'm like, you're not even really messaging me. Yeah. Sending out, you like know, a mass. A mass. Yeah. I uh, got a really crazy one the other day, but nobody ever asks me. So no one will ever know. No, tell us. Tell us. <laughs> okay. Tell, yeah. tell me how ridiculous this pickup line is. Ready? This was the DM that I received. It goes, Your eyes are like fish hooks, and I am like a fish hooked to you okay wow. my wow. eyes are like fish hooks huh. that and, is that a compliment <laughs> yeah and, i see it yeah no i'm actually starting to see it as well <laughs> did you go on a date with this gentleman or was he's my boyfriend now we've been dating seven years no i'm just kidding, <laughs> I'm just kidding. oh my god i'm like he slid in wow that's great no no he did the ollie shuffle and then slid in no <laughs> um, no it was like a random person i never responded but never respond. I it. see I, I don't know if that's maybe it's just me or i don't know if it happens more to women but like i don't get like women in my dms being like Hey, you're hot. I'd love to hang out with you. Like it just don't happen for me. Like, um, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just men are a little bit more aggressive towards women on that front. Yeah. Men are very aggressive. Dylan, it wow. is time that we ask you the DM of the week, which asks, what is the greatest piece of advice that anyone has ever given you? I think probably uh, just be you. I, I think that's probably the best piece of advice I've ever gotten. Um, whether it was indirectly or directly said from my parents, um, it was just always understood like, hey, be you, be in your lane, even if that lane might be a little off or left and right, just be yourself. Um, and that's, yeah, that's probably the best ad advice I've probably ever gotten. Um, oh, I will say this, my grandfather, he likes to tell this story of, he had a couple of different times where he could have made a ton of money. 
There was one time he could have invested in the oil fields. There was another time that he could have invested in real estate in California. Um, and yeah, he always brings that up when I, when I go home. Uh, and it's, I just love listening to it. Um, and he doesn't directly say it, but he basically brings that up to say like, I could have been rich, extremely rich over and over throughout my life. Um, but everything ended up all right and, and life is good. And he's one of like the happiest people I know. So every time I hear that, that kind of puts life in, in perspective. And it's just like, he was this close to just swimming in money and he mm -hmm. literally laughs about it. <laughs> Another uh, DM that we got that we did not ask, but I feel like should also have an honorable mention is what was it like to be the stud of North Dakota in high school? <laughs> <laughs> And yes, that is how I knew you were from North Dakota. <laughs> oh, no, I don't know who said that, but that that, <laughs> that was not me. Uh, I, I had it. I love North Dakota. Um, and, you know, people who are very close to me, they know I talk about it a lot. Uh, I loved growing up there. I love the people. I love that state. Uh, I love my hometown. Everybody kind of just let me be me um and yeah I, I i miss it a lot and if i was able to do acting and writing in north dakota that's probably where i'd be living but yeah. um yeah i don't know who sent that in but uh you know we had a lot of fun there and had a lot of good times there and and i i definitely miss the people and the lifestyle one thing that i do want from you dylan is an ostrom farm hat Oh my God! There's a. I got hat. one in the closet. I'll get. Farmer, it comes from. A, I come from a family of farmers too, Dylan. You do? Yeah. Oh, I did not know this. What over in England? Um no, or so my <laughs> not in Jersey. My God, I bring up Jersey. <laughs> didn't know that I was born there. Okay. Dylan, thank you so much for coming on and all of your amazing advice. This was such a good time. No problem. Really loved, uh, really loved being here. I appreciate y'all having me. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. Please subscribe, rate, and review. It honestly helps us so much. Um, you just go on Apple, you go on Spotify, you click rate or review. You feel free to be honest with us. That feedback is tremendously helpful. And it would just be um, a wonderful addition to the podcast if you could tell us if you're liking what you're hearing. And please send us your DMs of the week. We will post on Fridays who the upcoming guests for that week are. And feel free to send us a question for them because we want to hear what you want to know. And we love your DMs of the week. They're so fun and funny, especially today's one, the second one that came in. Yeah, I know. It just came in too late for you. That was the only thing. Yeah, it was too late. Yeah. So come in early with your DMs. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. Until next time, it's going down in the DMs. Bye. DMs, DMs, we don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.